Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. episode of Agents of Mace. We're finally all back from our extracurricular missions, and we are going to get to finally talk about the first two episodes of the new series, Miss Marvel. I've been so excited for this show, and after watching the first episode, I feel like all of my excitement was warranted, because... I don't know about you guys, but my first thoughts on this series as a whole, even though we only have two episodes, is it's amazing. It's everything I want in a Marvel show. It's comic booky. It's funny. It's fun. It deals with real issues. There's all kinds of stuff going on. And it's in a bright, colorful package that I enjoy and I want more <laughs> of for Marvel. So uh, I guess, yeah, that's my overall feeling. Of these two episodes. How about you two? Would you say it's marvelous? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Miss Marvelous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on my end, the second episode, I'm, I'm hooked now. After the first episode, I was more like, this leaned a little bit too disney and not enough Marvel. Like, you get all the Marvel elements, but it's like, it felt more like a Disney show than a Marvel experience. Okay. Um, but with so much of, like, just pop culture references and just, um, I don't know, there's something about this show that's, that's definitely special. So, I'm, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. How about you, Elisa? Um, well, first of all, I feel like... I know that basically every property in MCU has got a strong female fan base. This one feels like the first one that was made specifically for that fan base. I mean, even uh, Captain Marvel, I think, was like, it was about a female superhero. And of course, it had this kind of like girl power thing going for it. But I never got the sense that it was a very, (laughs) sorry, like girly (laughs) Mm. movie um this is super girly and i think that makes it better uh like you were saying it's so bright and fun and colorful and uh the protagonist is super adorable and i have had so much fun watching these first two episodes and you know the notorious curmudgeon my husband mason also locks it and he doesn't like anything <laughs> So the strongest endorsement that I can give it is Mason actually liked it and thought it was very interesting, especially visually. I think it's like somebody took Into the Spider-Verse and that Robinson's-verse robots or whatever. Mitchell's you know, versus the Machines? Yeah, there you go, that one. Oh, it's a great um, movie. <laughs> it's like somebody took those two movies and mushed them together and then made it live action. 
Yeah, yeah but there's <laughs> it's it's a little bit heavy on like three or four other Disney properties as well. And that's yes. why it's hard for me to get around it because there's so many things that happen. I'm just like, that's this other movie though. Like it yeah. kind of takes away from it a little bit. I think they do I mean, I feel like we we've seen it in the last two series, maybe the last three series, where they reference a lot of Disney things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I will agree that they were a little heavy on the references for us only being on the second episode, and it's like they have full conversations about like Star Wars or yeah. Disney movies, and it's like. We we get it. We know that you're <laughs> Disney and you own this. So that that stuff does. I get the the reason behind putting it in there, but it is it does kind of like pull you out of it for a minute when they're like, ah oh, yeah, it's like my favorite movie, Star Wars, and you're like, I mean, all right, I guess sure. Um, I do think that this series does a really good job of um, of like hitting some of the major moments from the comics. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and get the elephant out of the room. The main thing that I see people having an issue with, it's like they're split, right? It's like you either like it or you don't like it, is what they've done with her powers. Now, in the comics, she's an inhuman she gets her powers through the Terrigen Mist, and her powers essentially are. Uh, she's kind of like Mister Fantastic. She can mm-hmm. like stretch her limbs, but she can also make them larger. Um, and then she has a healing factor where if she embiggens herself, uh, then and she gets shot or something. She can revert back to her original form, and it will heal. So. Those are her powers in the books. In this, they have changed that. I sort of see the reason. Um, but they have changed it to now she is more like Green Lantern <laughs> with hard light, um, mm-hmm. which is something in the Marvel Universe. Uh, I think hard light originally was what they used in the Danger Room for X-Men. Um so, like, all the monsters and stuff that they fight in the danger room are made out of hard light. And Dazzler mm-hmm. uh, uses hard light as well. So, it that is a Marvel thing. Um, but, yeah, she, she gets a gauntlet, and it gives her the ability to kind of manipulate this hard light. I don't know. I mean, thinking about it from the point of I get they don't want to kind of muddy the waters between her and Mr. Fantastic... Also, like, stretchy limbs don't look great uh, with CG. So, you know, maybe they were like, this is just an easier way for us to avoid that. But I also don't know that I'm, like... It would be one thing if they made it so the hard light, she could, like, stretch her legs or stretch her arms with the hard light. Yeah. But instead, she's, like, shooting little rocks and creating yeah. platforms to run on. I don't know. That's weird. She yeah. can kind of stretch. That's how she caught the girl in the first episode. Yeah. And, and I so want more of that. Of, mm. Yeah. Like, 
it's weird. Um, there's uh, one of the Spider-Man series on uh, Disney Plus. Uh, my kids have been watching it, and it features a lot of characters, some of which we I don't even think we've seen yet. So it's props to them for doing that. But the day before this came out, we were watching an episode that featured Miss Marvel. <laughs> and in that show, it's comic accurate. And so it's very difficult to transition from that to this because it's it's a big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if they just don't quite have the lack of a better word technology down for the, these kind of effects. You know, I mean, um, we've kind of gotten a glimpse at you know, this fantastic and what they can do there, but just not to the extent, I think. Mm hmm. Well, I think it's different, too, because Mr. Fantastic has, like, a full-body suit that he wears, mm-hmm. right. whereas Kamala doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I feel like, you know, making a giant skin fist, it just <laughs> isn't going to look great, you yeah. know? So I think that, that that is sort of a wall that they ran up against, but then also they haven't introduced Inhumans. Or mm-hmm. mutants, so they couldn't just be like. I mean, if you if you look at the comic story, um, I'm basing all of my knowledge off of the 2014 Mrs. Marvel series. Um, that's what I started reading originally, and I'm actually finishing reading now. Um, in this show, they kind of took two origin stories from different things. They took the origin story from. The comic, which is the party that she goes to at Zoe's house. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, I think it's not Zoe's house. They go to the party at the lake. The Terrigen Mist kind of shows up, and that's how she gets her powers. Um, the Terrigen Mist then was released by the Inhumans to create more Inhumans. So that storyline hasn't happened yet, so I understand that they couldn't just kind of shoehorn that in. But then the other origin story that they took is from the Marvel game, uh, the like AAA title game at Marvel's mm. Avengers or whatever. And in that, the game literally starts with Kamala going to a celebration of the Avengers. So it's like Avengers Con, but it's on mm. a, um, I think it's on one of the helicarriers or something. So that was kind of like the origin story that we got as far as when she got her powers. But then in neither of those stories, I mean, both of those origin stories start with the Terrigen Mist. So they like can't make her inhuman. They kind of hint at the fact that the power is coming from within her, not from Mm -hmm. the gauntlet. Even though they don't explain the technology that this like child has that somehow can tell that. Um, this feels like it's going like going to connect with maybe Shang-Chi and mm-hmm. it's like 10 rings esque, right? Cause mm-hmm. you know, at the end of that, they're trying to figure out where that t- technology comes from. And Captain Marvel's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, and so, we were all like, what? Why? But now it's starting <laughs> to make more sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, they're leaning heavy into the cosmic aspects, mm-hmm. I think. And maybe that's setting us up for like Galactus or something down the line. I mean, we also get a mention in the second episode of one of the Eternals, Mm -hmm. and they all have sort of similar Mm -hmm. weird cosmic powers based on rings and 
uh, wristbands and stuff. So I don't know. I I'm interested to see where this is going. Yeah, I have like a glimmer of hope that they're introducing her with these cosmic abilities and that maybe eventually the Terrigen Mist will show up in some form and give her, like, the actual powers. Like, I, I'm mm. assuming that these are the bands she's wearing are the Nega bands um, that Captain Marvel wears in, like, the original Captain Marvel series. Mm. So that way we could still stick with, like, Kree technology... Because, you know, that's what the Inhumans are, and the Terrigen Mist is all Kree-based, all that alien stuff. So, like, maybe in the future, she will actually unlock her abilities and no longer need the use of this, like, wristband that's maybe channeling her powers. And she'll be able to just use her powers by herself. If it was Kree stuff, wouldn't Captain Marvel have recognized it, though, whenever she was coming to investigate all the things? Wouldn't she be like, oh, yeah, this is Kree stuff? I mean, I would hope, but I would hope at, <laughs> at the same time, it's like, we don't really know what Captain Marvel is up to, you know? Like, I, I think that they're obviously, you know, they're putting her on these like Kree missions or whatever she's doing in the universe to like, because she's too powerful. So they can't just have her around all the time. Cause there'd never be an issue. But I think that on that note, they need to start peppering in what she's actually doing instead of her just being like, I'm busy. <laughs> like, no, like come up with something that she's doing so that it like makes sense to us as viewers what she's working on. Is she researching Cree things? Is she just like on planets that need help and she's helping them? You know, like I want to know more of what she's actually doing because even when she shows up at the end of Shang-Chi, she seems like she couldn't be bothered. She's just like, yeah, I'm busy. Like I can't help you with this. Maybe so, I reference it in the first episode because somebody mentions like, yeah, she abandoned us. And Kamala yeah. is like, no, 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 no. She, she's got other stuff. She's the defender of the universe. She yeah. can be here all the time. <laughs> yeah. So I think that they, I don't know. It's weird that they're keeping her at like arm's length. If they're setting something up, they're not doing a great job of setting it up because we don't know what's being set up. So maybe she'll make an appearance in this. I mean, I will say first episode had a post credit scene and I about lost it. I was like, <laughs> oh, man, yes. I was wanting to like I was I was hint, I was ready to because like when you said you hadn't watched the episode yet, I was just like Drew to lose his mind. I was so excited. And then the second episode, I scrolled through the credits twice because I thought yeah. maybe I missed it and there wasn't one. And I was like, dang it. You know, it it would have been cool if uh, this within this series, we get a post credit every episode. Um, but yeah, no, that was refreshing. Like first episode, mm -hmm. get that little bit of extra setting up now. And that's, 
Like, what are these people up to? Like, mm-hmm. what is their goal? That's what I want to know. Yeah. And who are um, they? Is this a super shady secret organization? What is this? So it's the Department of Damage Control, yeah. um, which we've seen in Spider-Man. Right. Um, it, I believe it was started by Nick Fury. Um, and basically they go around like after big battles and like clean up. But now they're hunting super powered people, it seems. So I don't know if maybe somebody else has taken over since Nick Fury is on a Cree mm-hmm. ship somewhere or on the moon. We don't know. Do we do we know exactly where this falls in line with some of the recent events and films? Could this be prior to No Way Home? Um well how long No Way Home happens like right after Far From Home. So this would have to be after yeah. that because they have the drones. That's what I was wondering is we do we do see drones in the second episode. Um I just couldn't remember if they were all destroyed or I don't think so because I I think that you know obviously they Spider-Man stopped the drones that were being used by Mysterio at the time but that doesn't mean that that was all the drones mm-hmm. especially if they're like Stark Tech drones I mean there could be a ton of them Right. Well, we, we also know that uh, Far From Home ended like at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And I just, I decided to look up when uh, Eid Mubarak was because <laughs> that might give us a hint. And it's, uh, it says that this year it was in April. So maybe it's usually like a spring thing. So maybe it's just a few months later. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I'm interested in seeing how they tie events in. Um, you know, and, and at least all the other series they have made mention of things happening um i think moon knight they didn't mention anything yeah moon knight was definitely the most detached from Mm -hmm. the rest of the mcu this one's all in it is constant references to the avengers and other stuff although i do also love that kingo came up but nobody knows he's an eternal so they're just talking about all the different generations (laughs) of kingo being uh bollywood actors yeah Mm -hmm. i thought that was great i loved that i don't think they've mentioned like the blip yet like so they haven't mentioned it but they did at avengers con they had a um why can't i think of the word it was like a remembrance for Black Widow yeah. and Tony mm-hmm. Stark. So, like, they all know that they are gone. Yeah. And we know that Scott Lang has a podcast now. Yeah, Scott Lang <laughs> yeah. has a podcast. They had Giant Dude, I think is what they call him. Um, but Ant-Man's giant form at Avengers yeah. Con. So this has to be post <laughs> all of that. Right. So this is like... <clears throat> why are they teasing us with so many references? It's like, who else could we see in this series? Like it's, we have to get the podcast, like a clip from it. <laughs> I hope like somewhere down the line, like, you know, maybe she's just walking around and you just kind of hear a little snippet of the podcast. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, like and who's she, he talk to? She also references Ant Man in the second episode because, as she said, mm-hmm. that she thought she had Ant Man powers because they were both quote charming and look younger than they really are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mean I hope that we get a cameo in this just because we didn't in Moon Knight and it felt weird that they wouldn't toss somebody in there. So, I don't know. Hopefully we get we get somebody whether it's Miss Marvel or not. I don't I don't see them throwing Miss Marvel in this just because they're so adamant on like keeping her away for now. Mm-hmm. But it would be nice. I mean that, you know, in the comics one of Kamala's early powers is she can transform herself to look like anybody else. Mm. So that's what she does. She transforms into Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel. So is that potentially a hint of like, you know, in the second episode, her nose starts to glow and could that be part of that power? It could. I was wondering that too. Um, But pretty early on in the comic, uh, she, she, well, immediately she transforms. That's like the first thing that happens. Then she's able to do it on command a couple times, but then she gets shot and reverts back to her normal self, and it heals. And that's when she starts to kind of learn that, like, the more she gets injured and heals, the less she's able to change her appearance. Mm. So it's kind of like whoever whoever wrote it wrote this cool ability, and then we're like, that's too much. She can't be stretchy, <laughs> powerful, heal herself, and change faces. So they kind of like wrote that out that she can't do mm. that anymore. So if they're already changing her abilities to be like pretty different already, yeah. I don't know that they would give her the ability to do that as well. Seeing that she can already like shoot. Again, she like shoots these weird cosmic rocks mm-hmm. <laughs> with of hard light. So I don't know that they'll give her any any other yeah. powers other than maybe it's some sort of like shielding. She can like shield her body instead of the rapid healing that right. she has in the comics. We just need to see more of her abilities. Yeah. Do either of you think we will see or get any kind of indication of like a first villain, first bad baddie? Um, I originally thought uh, when the drone first flew in that it was going to be the first villain she faces in the comic, which is the Tinkerer, I think. Um, or the creator... The inventor, like that. Yeah, the inventor. There you go. Mm. <clears throat> I was thinking that's who it was when I saw the drones, and then because you don't see the drone very close the first time, uh, but then as soon as I saw the drone again, I was like, "Oh, those are the Stark Tech drones." So I don't know. I mean, maybe this the villain for this series will be the Department of Damage Control. It's kind of what I'm thinking is like this seems like it's more of like them trying to find her and and figure out what's going on versus on the other side it's like she's trying to discover her 
great grandmother to know about the origin mm-hmm. of like the power and it seems like the family's wanting to prevent her from doing that. So there has been a couple of clues towards the inventor. Um, one of which is like, there's like a picture of a bird with question marks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you but, get like a, a couple uh, other things, but I'll just say if they changed her abilities, mm-hmm. From stretchy blow up arms to shooting cosmic hard light, but they don't change the inventor from being half parakeet, half human. <laughs> what are we doing, right? I mean, surely it's going to just be because it, what the inventor is Thomas Edison, it's like a clone of Thomas Edison that. Yeah accidentally got mixed with parakeet feathers or something and so he has a parakeet head and a human body and he's really smart that's ridiculous that is a ridiculous sight (laughs) even in the comics you see it and you're like what What? (laughs) so there's no way that they're gonna do that unless it's like just a person who wears like a parakeet mask or something I hope. I mean, again, if they they're not going to give Miss Marvel her regular powers, they're going to alter her powers. I highly doubt that we're going to get the inventor in the comic book fashion of the inventor. So maybe in this, the inventor is more of like a group of people. Maybe it's the guy that we've seen twice now from the Department of Damage Control. I mean, they have. Stark tech, they have what seemed to be like some sort of sonic weapon, maybe like Ulysses claw esque mm. weapon. Uh, so I feel like we got we have a lot of breadcrumbs, we just haven't been able to mash them together to figure out what they look like. So but two episodes down, what, four to go? There's only six episodes, I think. So, yeah. Again, maybe these new series are just sort of more introductory, less building towards something other than like us knowing who these characters are. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of feels like this the whole purpose around this series is to build out Miss Marvel, who we'll see a lot more in future films and series. And the question is, is like, is this going to connect into, uh, could this connect to Shang-Chi? Could this connect to Eternals? Could it connect to both of them? Mm. All we know right now is that she's in the next Captain Marvel movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, like, maybe then Captain Marvel will show up at the end of yeah. the series. I don't, I mean. I'm thinking it's, it would either, it would be that or maybe an Eternal. Yeah. Or a Kree ship and it comes and takes or, her away. Um, uh, Director Fury. Harry Styles shows up again, you know. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Star Fox? Star Fox, yeah. 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 That would be wild. She'll dump Cameron immediately. 
I feel like there's a lot they could do with this. I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I do think that it tailors to a bit of a younger audience than Moon Knight for sure. Yeah. Um but let's talk about the big sequence in episode 2. Yeah. Cuz that was fun for me. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Do you know what which one? Which one? The dance sequence. Oh. That was cute. <laughs> when it started, I was like, what's going on? And it just kept going. And I was like, what is happening right now? Oh, I know exactly what was going on because we've all done it. <laughs> but do you know what, what it referenced to? No, it seemed kind of vaguely familiar. So it is uh, basically the opening dance sequence in Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, <laughs> so um, that that just kind of su- took me by surprise, and <laughs> and it kind of it's silly in a way because um, it's a it's you know it has a Marvel big Marvel reference in it, which <clears throat> is one of the kids is obsessed with Thor. <laughs> that's funny. so I started thinking about that. I was like, I haven't seen that movie in ages, but that's a movie I grew up watching, and. Um, it's like it's not a Marvel, but Thor is such a big part in it. It's like, do we want to review that before <laughs> Thor: Love and Thunder? But um, you know that that's other pieces of the series I'm really enjoying. It's everything from the music to moments like that, and having mm. such a big, you know, pop cultural reference. Mm. That was very like, and and it's like some of the moves were like frame for frame identical. <laughs> well, the the music in this is definitely great. The one yeah. thing that they did a lot more in the first episode than they did in the second was like the blending of motion graphic art mm-hmm. in the backgrounds, which like I loved it. Like, yeah, when she's yeah. walking and they're talking about, you know, what kind of Miss Marvel crossover could they do? And like all of the street art is like changing to be. I loved that sequence. It was so much mm-hmm. fun when she's texting. I think it's really clever how they show us the text messages, but through like things the in the surroundings, the right? Yeah. And we only got that once in the second episode with the carpet. And I was kind of bummed that we only got it once because I was like, oh, I want to see more of that, though. Yeah. Like, I get that it there, probably takes forever, but... Sure. There was a pretty cool transition, and I think this was right after she sees um, Cameron. Mm-hmm. Where it's like behind him's like all the hearts and it all kind of fades into like the net. That was kind of cool. That and then when they're naming all the groups of people at the uh, the events, mm-hmm. yeah, and, uh, everyone gets their own little nameplate. Yeah, uh, the Illuminantes. I thought was funny. <laughs> uh, uh. So I, I I enjoy that stuff. I want more of that. Uh, so they I should they do. Uh, they should do a little like. Miss Marvel shorts, but only with like the Illuminati's <laughs> and just have them sitting around. I was gossiping. honestly thinking that, uh, so my fiance and I have been watching all the little short series they've been adding on Disney plus, mm-hmm. um, like Doug days of summer mm-hmm. or whatever. Those mm-hmm. are great. Yeah. There's a Baymax dreams or something. We've been watching out. that recently. Yeah. So I really want them to continue Miss Marvel's, youtube channel yeah as like little shorts i think that would be a lot of fun even 
things like that, they could put those on TikTok or something like that and really market because it feels like this series is really marketing towards you know those that are big into TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat right. still. Mm-hmm. But having those shorts exclusive on TikTok would definitely drive, I think, more attention to what's going on in Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And this show is so good at demonstrating how ingrained social media is into teenagers' lives now. Like I see it, I see it with my students, of course. Um, but and the fact that they're doing it in a visually fun way is good for me because there's nothing more boring than watching somebody text. <laughs> so whenever they're doing, uh, like y'all said, uh, showing them like on the billboards and following them around and in the background stuff, that is all first of all super cute again. Um, and it helps make those moments feel like character moments instead of just like exposition. Like these two characters are communicated this thing so we can move on. Mm-hmm. And I think on top uh, of that, it, it like, it doesn't give us the same thing that we would expect, which is like a little phone screen to pop up next to the person or little text bubbles to pop up next to the person and show the text written out. So you just read it and it's boring. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's fun hey, and exciting. Hey. Don't hate. I I like those moments in House of Cards. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the big motivators here is all these characters want followers. They want that social media influence, including uh, Kamala. Mm -hmm. It's just like, if I told people that I had powers, I would get a lot more people following me. Mm -hmm. And Brenner shuts her down like, no. (laughs) It's a secret identity. I think that it's important because it like it brings to light like an actual dilemma that the superheroes have is like, like think about Peter Parker, right? He's broke. He's, he barely has a job and makes money. He's super (laughs) smart and he saves people every day, but nobody knows that, you know, Mm -hmm. if if he even got a little bit of money from like Spider-Man marketing stuff, he'd be rich. But instead it's like, well, no, I have to protect the people close to me. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're seeing that same struggle with now a like teenager in high school having to, you know, I don't know that I would be able to have a secret identity. If I had superpowers in high school, are you kidding? I would be like star athlete on all the sports teams and <laughs> be like, watch me fly around the sky like I have superpowers. How cool is this? I'd be in a black site locked in a room probably because I wouldn't be able to contain myself showing off that I have superpowers. So it's like a, a air quotes, real world problem for a superpowered teen <laughs> as to whether or not you tell even her, her best friends, right? Like mm-hmm. the one guy only knows because he witnessed it. Yeah. But her best friend doesn't know. We thought that maybe she was going to tell her mm-hmm. at one point, but then she didn't tell her. So it was like, oh, okay. You're not telling anybody? So. It's kind of just the way, the how heavy it's going with the family dynamic. It makes me wonder, like, I feel like the family has to know about this. Mm-hmm. They just, you know, it's just one of those things of, like, do the superpower skip generations and, <laughs> you know... Or I'm very curious to see what's going to be, what's going to happen there. Feels like yeah. episode three, hopefully we're going to get a lot, get some, start getting answers. I hope so too, because I really don't want this to 
I don't want this to be a singular quest mm-hmm. of from start to finish. The goal for her is to find her grandmother. Yeah. Like, whereas like every time she uses her powers, she gets the vision mm-hmm. and then it, every, something goofs and, you know, it's like episode two trying to rescue the kid and that, which that was kind of like, there was that moment that felt dumb to me. It's like, okay, you're, you make the giant <laughs> light rock, but then she steps off of it and just leaves the kid there still kind of <laughs> fairly high up. And right. Why would you do that? Well, it's also, she, so we see like the training montage, which yeah. I love superhero training <laughs> montages. So we see the superhero training montage, but then when she goes out there to rescue him, it's like, she's not quite ready. Yeah. Like it, and all of her stuff isn't quite as stable as she mm-hmm. wants it to be. Then it's like a light switch, a uh, light, she's a light uh-huh. switch turns on and she's great. She makes the giant pad. They're mm-hmm. both safe. She makes another pad. She steps down. Then she like has the vision. Everything crumbles. And then she's just like wildly shooting these platforms, but like just mm-hmm. enough to break his fall all the way down. And I think break his ankle. (laughs) Yeah. Then she gets down and is getting chased by the drones. And then she has full control of her powers. She's Mm -hmm. sprinting through the air. She's like leaping over stuff. She's destroying drones by throwing her hard light rocks at him. Like, it's like, hold on a second. Less than five minutes ago, you were still a little shaky on your powers. Now you have full control of your powers. So I feel like we're... The moments like that, though, it's like kind of like the fear, the anxiety. It's like those things kind of is what amplifies the superpower and kind of makes it. Yeah. Just kind of... I just am. I feel like we've been burned so many times with these series where mm-hmm. they just sort of like rush through things or they like for convenience sake will be like, ah, oh, yeah, they know how to do this now. And it's like, duh. Uh, don't do that. Like, I really enjoy the series and mm-hmm. would love it to be 12 episodes long. And you guys take your time and make it fun and exciting. And I understand that's not the industry, but I don't, why is that not the industry? You know, like, mm-hmm. I doubt that they would have any less viewers if this season was even eight episodes long as opposed to six. So why rush through things? Yeah. Not that I'm saying I want them to like drag it out and be like super slow, but like you could have her be shaky on her abilities for a while. She doesn't have to be, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred percent rocking her <laughs> gauntlet, but now she's captured. So hopefully we get a little more insight into the Department of Damage Control, if that's even what this is. I mean, this could be AIM. This could be mm-hmm. any number of like large supervillain corporations. So I'm interested to see what, what we find out next week <laughs> mm-hmm. and continue this story and meet the grandma next week and go ahead and get that out of the way. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> All right, Give well, us uh, 
yeah <laughs> final thoughts on uh on these two episodes anything very fun watch uh you know oh will we see uh abu as hulk again Yo, yeah that was great <laughs> i hope so i don't know why he uh i feel like he went 110 on the face paint like mm-hmm. somehow it was like yeah underneath his beard but not on his beard i was like dang impressive. yeah that's good <laughs> another one is what could happen during her brother's wedding i feel like we'll we'll see you know the the wedding, but mm-hmm. what could happen there that's going to trigger her powers and like will that be revealed to the family? Is Ooh. that going to be a moment? I can see that happening. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't. I haven't finished the series, but I'm pretty far in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, in the comic, and her family doesn't know. Hmm. So, I don't know that 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 they will know that information or not. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what um, what uh, grade in high school. Not senior, right? It's below senior. Yeah, I think she's like a sophomore. A junior or sophomore? I feel yeah, like the okay. counselor might have mentioned it in the first episode, and I don't remember. Yeah, I think Junior would make sense because that's when they start pestering mm-hmm. you about, like, yeah. what do you want to do? But I think it's sophomore because she makes the comment about, like, how early he's pestering her mm. about what like what she wants to do with her life. But her friend who got into <clears throat> the program at Caltech, uh, it, I can't imagine getting a – or getting into – an on-campus program like that for a student before they're a junior. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know their rules, but it seems like it would probably be more of like an 11th grade thing. Yeah. But in the... Well, I think even in the show, right? He makes the... The Alexa. Is that in the show? The him uh, sets up the thing in the house? Yeah. The z- the z- oh, the Zuzu. Z- called it. Zuzu. Zuzu, I think something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, like in the in the comics, he's like a super smart gadgety kid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe that's what they're sticking with in this. So, like, he could be a sophomore and get into this Caltech program, and it's super impressive because he's so young, but he's super smart. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious to see um, what are the, like tech gadgets. You know, and how they'll be used. Mm-hmm. I want to know when she's going to get a suit. Like, why is she still wearing her cosplay suit? Her co- yeah, that was the other thing I was curious about as well. Is um, will she make the suit, or could it be a gift from like Captain Marvel or something like that? And did she ever get her gloves back? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I don't I think love so. Her <laughs> maybe maybe he'll wind yeah. up making her whole suit and it'll be like like the gloves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> um one final thing I wanted to say about the series is I've I've seen a lot of uh people especially like on Twitter and stuff talking about how much they're loving all the references to uh South Asian culture. Um and one thing that I caught 
is that it looks like at dinner they're drinking mango lassi. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just wanted to do a quick plug for mango lassi. If you've never had it, <laughs> please go get it. It is truly delicious. <laughs> Where can we buy it? Uh, I've gotten it before at like Indian restaurants. Uh, okay. And so, yeah, it's it's very good. It's like a yeah. it's kind of like a mango smoothie almost. Mm, gotcha, of. gotcha. But very creamy. I think we have one here, which I think has been closed for like remodel or something. You can sometimes find them at like um, if there's like Thai fusion restaurants. Okay. Um, sometimes they'll have lassies. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to try one. They're really good, especially if you eat like really spicy stuff. Yeah, I like spicy food. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the only other thing that I have is a uh, a pipe dream because it's never going to happen. But in the comics, like pretty early on in the Miss Marvel comic, she runs across my favorite Marvel character, Wolverine. Hmm. It is during the time where Wolverine has lost his healing factor. So it is a storyline within a storyline. But Hmm. the fact that it happened so early on and the fact that in the comics she is an inhuman, I don't know why we aren't introducing at least hints of those things in this series. Mm -hmm. Because we got got to. We got to start tossing it in there. They can't just they can't just ignore it and then all of a sudden be like a new X Men movie. I'm be like, where, what, where does it fit? Why haven't you bothered to mention any of this before? <laughs> I mean, I guess we got a hint of it in uh, Doctor Strange, but. But Maybe, also, but like, did really. we? Right, like, not really. I don't think we did. I feel like. They've got to have, (laughs) they've got their, that we, there's got to be plans for X-Men. Like they've got, they know what they want to do. It's just waiting. Yeah. Which I'm tired, tired of it. Tired of waiting. Marvel. (laughs) Give me X-Men or give me death. Wow. Give give us Deadpool three. We're ready. Uh, Really quick on that note. Did Mm -hmm. you see the news? Or did we? Yeah, I was going to say there. There has been some um, some recent news we could probably talk about at the end of this episode. Um, yeah. So, which one do you want to start with? Um, well, I'll just piggyback on the Deadpool conversation. Um, mm-hmm. It has come out that Deadpool three will not be Disney fied. I think mm-hmm. is the literal terminology in the article, um, but that they are going to stick to the formula, sort of that they've been using for the Deadpool movies. Uh, so it will be rated R and it won't be mm-hmm. affected by the fact that it is now owned mm-hmm. by the master mouse, um, which is exciting. I mean, I've mm-hmm. already, I already noticed on Disney plus, if you go on there now and you don't have it age gated or whatever, there mm-hmm. are a few R rated movies that have been yeah. added. Um, that aren't Marvel or Disney related. Sure. They're just and, R-rated movies. Um, so, yeah, they they announced that the next uh, Predator film, Prey, yeah. will be on Disney Plus. Which, I saw that. Hey, you know, cool. I'm, I, you know, I, I'm surprised. Well, because I thought it was going to be Hulu, but if it's going to be on both, you know, makes sense. But yeah, 
Well, it's still kind of weird that you know Disney owns Hulu. Yeah. And Disney Plus. Yeah, I think they're going to start merging a lot of that content eventually. Yeah. And yeah. So that's exciting, though. Exciting news for we Disney. We have that. Then they announced Thunderbolts film. Yep. Yep. Finally, we're seeing what all of the Contessa nonsense <laughs> yep. meant. Uh, so that'll be exciting to see them all back in action. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we're going to get any other references leading up to that or if that was it. Like, they did their little things at the end of the movies or at the end of the series and next thing. Yeah. I'm not sure what we'll get. Um, because I don't do we we don't have a release date for that yet, right? We just no. have the announcement. Yeah, they just yeah. announced it. Yeah, so I feel like uh, maybe if we get um, <clears throat> next season of Loki or something potentially could be mentioned there. And then uh, the last two that I saw were like Spider Man related. So we did get the first look at um, the spot who's going to be the villain in Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. Thought that was pretty cool. Yep. And then uh, we're getting an extended cut, September. I did. I saw that too. Um, I also saw that Sony has been in talks with Disney over allowing Spider-Man to make cameo appearances while Sony is still doing their three-movie stint. No. So we could potentially get Tom Holland Spider-Man showing up in Disney properties, Disney Marvel properties. I still think that Disney is whatever Sony does, Disney's going to just like let it happen and then pick yeah. the few things that they like out of that storyline and bring it over and the rest they'll leave could like so could Tom Holland not kind of take some control on this and just be like, I'm not filming until you let me kind of <laughs> I float think around. And... It's almost like if Holland and Zendaya and um, I forget the other actor's name, if they kind of teamed up and like, we want to be a part of everything. Like, I think they could. I think that Ryan Reynolds set a precedent. Um, I mean, not even Ryan Reynolds. I think, what's his? Oh, I can't think of his name. The guy who voiced Groot, Vin, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel set that precedent a long time ago, of like, I like this character. I don't want you to ruin this character, so I'm gonna pay to own the rights to this character, and I will make the movies. Hmm. Uh, he did that with the Riddick movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why the second Riddick movie is like so good because he loved the character so much that he bought the rights and made the movie basically himself. Gotcha. So, and that's what I thought Hugh Jackman did with Wolverine, but I guess he didn't. So I think it was more uh, the the writer. Mm-hmm. There was one constant through those movies, but it was like, it was the same thing. It was just like somebody mm-hmm. who was super passionate about this character and didn't want the studio to just make a bunch of nonsense movies to make money. So they took control. And I mean, from what I understand, Tom Holland did help 
with some of the dialogue or some of the story elements or something for Spider-Man. So I think the only difference is is that there's this weird Sony owns it sometime, yeah. but Marvel owns it sometime. And so I feel like it's such a big character. It would be like if, if someone came along and was like, I'm Batman now. Mm-hmm. No one else can do Batman. I'm Batman. It would be like, ah. Oh that's weird. I don't think that you can do that. So I think that's kind of where we are with, with, uh, with Spider-Man, whereas Deadpool sort of like, they tossed him in the mm-hmm. X-Men origins movie. It was awful. Everyone was like, we're never doing that again. And then Ryan Reynolds <laughs> was like me, I'm doing that again. And they were like, <laughs> okay. And he did it great. And, and so now he kind of gets to do that, yeah. whatever he wants with the character. So, I think Spider-Man's just hard because it is yeah. such a well-known character that they've already rebooted three times and yeah. So, we'll see, I guess. <laughs> but uh yeah. So, don't forget next week join us to find out what happens on episode 3 of Miss Marvel and uh hopefully we get some answers. Hopefully we get some progress in the story and we don't get like a i don't want i do not want a backstory episode on her great-grandmother i don't want it (laughs) you can spend five to seven minutes explaining it to me but it better not be the whole 30 minutes i don't want it so hopefully we just get that out of the way and we can focus (laughs) on who the villain is i want some more figuring out the department of damage control is good or not yeah. So, any uh, any good one-liners this week? I always say good. See, I put too much pressure. Oh. Any any okay one-liners this week? Oh, they set us up for it. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow body set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow & Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM.